0: Welcome to C3 Wellington and Hutt City. Need something fresh, real and powerful in your life? Connect with us on social media, get podcast notifications, updates on events, collective groups and a whole lot more. We're so glad you're joining us for a powerful and thought-provoking message from one of our pastors. We would love to hear how God has touched you in your life. Get in touch through our website, c3churchwellington.nz. So, sit back and enjoy this message. Last week, Bex brought a message called Say Yes. And what an incredible message it was uh, for us as a church. And who was encouraged just to hear just the journey that Bex has been on in her life? You know, and uh, I've had front row seats to that. And, uh, you know, I just think, man, what an incredible faith journey Uh, to step out of the boat to pray for supernatural miracles for people that aren't even Christians, uh, you know, is an incredible journey. It's one thing to do it in the, uh, I can't think of the word, the bubble of church, where we can pray for one another. But it's a whole other thing when God lays it on your heart to go pray for that person in your community that's not a Christian and might just reject you. And what you want to pray for is the very thing that's the deepest, closest wound. That they've, you know, they've been walking a journey of sometimes up to five years, going to fertility clinics, IVF, and all the rest of it, and and they've had their hopes dashed so many times and crushed, and here comes Beck saying, "God's told me to pray for you that He wants to give you a baby." That takes courage, and I just love the fact that we're seeing uh, God come through on the back of that faith and that courage so many times. And uh, we're just vessels, empty vessels, the Bible says, that God wants to fill with His presence and then pour out on other people. What an honour it is to carry the very presence of God. I don't think we kind of grasp the, do we get this? That the Holy Spirit, the very presence of God Himself, wants to indwell us, move through us supernaturally to touch other people's lives. Wow! Wrap your head around that. I don't think we get it. I don't think I get it. The magnitude of that. And, uh, but I want to encourage you today that that is the truth. That God Himself wants to fill you, wants to bring His love, His peace, His freedom, His joy, His hope for next, for tomorrow and your future. He wants to establish you on the rock and the foundation of Him that is unshakable. So no matter what you face, what storm comes into your life, you will not be shaken. And then he wants to fill you, to pour out onto other people and bless other people through what he has placed in you. Incredible truth. That's for free because it's not in my notes. Nothing he ever says ever needs to be changed. Nothing God says ever ever needs to be changed and I'm want to. i here to tell you today that God still speaks God still speaks he will speak through his word and that is definitely like number one place go to his word his word is living it's breathing it's active and he wants to speak to you and it's amazing how it jumps off the page he goes, whacks you in the forehead it's like wow that's crazy That that was written thousands of years ago, but right now it's speaking to me. God wants to speak through the Spirit of God in you. He wants to speak to you. You find that in that still, still quiet place. God's not a shouter, like maybe I am right now, but He's a whisperer. And He wants to speak to you. He'll speak through other people. He'll speak to you through all sorts of circumstances. But I'm here today to tell you that God still speaks and He's got so much He wants to say to each one of us. And He wants us to be in a position that we will say yes to Him. And so this message series is all about that. It's about this. It's about extraordinary acts of God that start with ordinary acts of obedience extraordinary acts of God that start with ordinary acts of obedience and if I can encourage you in any way today it would be that you would be saying you'd be the person who would say yes to Jesus that you'd say yes to God this message is entitled adventure time I don't know the tv show at all so there's no correlation (laughs) But it's called Adventure Time, and we're camping out in one chunk of Scripture today in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 7 to 9. And it'll be up behind me if you don't have your word. Uh, but if you're taking notes, that's where we're going to be. 1 Corinthians 1, 7 to 9. We're going to pull some, hopefully some encouragement from this for you today as you position yourself to say yes to God. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you are a God that still speaks. I thank you that you're intimately acquainted with the details of our lives. I thank you that you call us into purpose. You call us into relationship, fellowship, that we are to co-share, to co-labor with you. And in this, you are saying, God, you're calling us into an adventure, a spiritual adventure. Man, my hope today is that you would raise raise the faith raise the eyes that you would remove the lies that every person who would know that they are called into great things into a great purpose as we say yes to you I pray that we'd hear your voice today in Jesus name and everybody said amen, amen. let me read you I'm reading. I'm going to the message today I haven't preached from the message translation for a long time I don't know if that ruffles people's feathers or not Interesting enough, it does. It's all good. Listen to this. It says this. Just think. You don't need a thing. You've got it all. All God's gifts are right in front of you as you wait expectantly for our Master Jesus to arrive on the scene for the finale. And not only that, but God Himself is right alongside to keep you steady and on track until things are all wrapped up by Jesus. God who got you started in this spiritual adventure, shares with us the life of His Son and our Master Jesus. He will never give up on you. Never forget that. Never forget that. He will never give up on you. I've got five things I want to pull from this in the few moments that we have left with today. And uh, my point number one is this. You have everything you need to fulfill your purpose. You have everything you need to fulfill your purpose. CC, so just think, you don't need a thing. You've got it all. Marketing's an interesting thing. Consumer marketing is all about creating a desire for something, creating a, a desire for something, and then creating a lack or a gap in your life without it. The point of consumer marketing is for you to think, I don't have it but if I have that thing then I've got it they posture the product or service as the savior of your happiness its purpose is to create a sense of inadequacy lack or unfulfillment unless you buy this thing or take the service That's the marketing, to create the gap. You know that the devil (laughs) is a fantastic strategic marketer? Do you know that he solicits your mind on a regular basis? That you might feel unfulfilled, inadequate, and that you suffer from lack, that you don't have everything that you need in life right now. The thing about the devil, though, is that he doesn't want you to, he has no answers for that. He wants you to stay in a place of inadequacy, of unfulfillment, and of lack. I'm not fill-in-the-blank enough. This is his motive. He says this to us, and I say this, he uses... Our failures is ammunition to corroborate his spin. Our failures agree with the marketing that he's putting in our minds. And we believe it. We believe we're not smart enough, not young enough, not old enough, not loud enough, not funny enough, not pretty enough. Not skinny enough, not confident enough, not connected enough, not generous enough, not humble enough, not gracious enough, not honest enough, not strong enough, not brave enough, not social media savvy enough, not fashionable enough. We're just not good enough. Anyone identify with this? I can relate. This is real in my own life. Failed marriage. Divorce. Christian divorce. The devil played me, man. His words were, I felt this call to church planning. I felt this call to church leadership. And every time I'd take a step, and I feel like God's calling me. I felt this argument, this marketing come into my mind. Who do you think you are? Who will follow you? You have blown it. You have blown it, and then the evidence points to the truth. You what? I, I've I've blown it. Who's ever going to follow a guy that's been divorced? Like, doesn't it disqualify leaders? I don't, I don't like. You read certain things, and you you dig. I don't know how many times I, I, I dug into this topic online looking, hoping, wondering. Just get me. I don't know, man. And to have a well-meaning leader speaking in my life saying, you're gonna have to take a lesser call on God now. You've blown it. Words, wounding words can come from all different directions, can't they? So we talked about a couple of weeks ago in our unity message. We all carry church hurt. You can be involved in a tennis club (laughs) <laughs> and you're never going to get hurt. But you get involved in a church and sparks fly. It's incredible because we're a body. We're called to be seamless, united. We're not an organisation. We're an organism. We're a living, breathing thing, connected. Yet we're fallible and, 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 and broken and, and, and we sin and we make errors and we make mistakes and we hurt one another. And that sometimes goes to cooperate what the devil wants us to believe that we're not good enough. I'm not here to. I'm not a propagator of divorce. But I'm here to tell you that I'm not defined by my failure. That you're not defined by your failure. You're not defined by your lack. You're not defined by your mistakes. You're not defined by your past. You are defined by the blood of Jesus Christ poured out for you and He says you're worthy. That the Holy Spirit comes in and and dwells in you and says, I've got everything you need for the call and the life I'm calling you to. And God is glorified in our weakness. And when we are weak, He is strong. So I'm here to tell you, if you've got a failed relationship, God is a redeemer. If you've got a failed life, God is a restorer. And He wants to speak through that thing. He doesn't want it to be a barrier to your future. It's a bridge yeah, to your future. It's a bridge to your future. You have everything that you need to accomplish the purpose of God on your life. He wants you just to say yes. His blood covers every sin. Come on. Every failure and I love that God is always offering a fresh start. The offer today is a fresh start. The offer tomorrow is a fresh start. Mercy is new every morning, the Bible says. Come on, the devil knows the truth. That you have the authority over him and over his lies. That you have the power to defeat him and take your life back. He knows this is true. We don't have to buy his lies anymore. You're called, equipped and chosen by God Almighty for a purpose. Never doubt it. Ephesians 3 verse 20 says this. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for all of His miraculous power constantly, it constantly energizes you. What's your wildest dream? What's your wildest dream? It will never supersede or exceed what God's got or planned for your life. Who would have thought that i was standing here just a few years ago? It was just like, what? But here we are on this crazy journey. Just because we said yes and thought, you know what? I'm not going to l- listen to that lie anymore. I'm going to believe the truth that God redeems, that God restores. And my brokenness... If if he can't redeem my brokenness, how can I preach that he can redeem yours? But he can, and he will. Point number two, it's all about Jesus and his family, other people. (laughs) It's all about Jesus and other people. It says, as you wait expectantly for our master to arrive on the scene for the finale. This is the position of our hearts as we lean into the purpose of God. I'm here to tell you that your purpose is all about Jesus. Jesus. It's all about his family and all about his future family. Your purpose is about Jesus and building relationship with him, coming into a place of delight, coming into a place of absolute delight in that relationship with him. But then it's about being spurred on to build his family and his future Family, you are wired to make a difference beyond your own life. Do you believe it this morning? The Holy Spirit indwells you. He is a relentless focus to make much of Jesus. This is the passion of the Holy Spirit is to elevate and exalt in Jesus. That He wants Jesus to be seen and He wants Jesus to be seen through your life. He asks you to cooperate. He's asking you to say, yes, the outcome is Jesus glorified and people rescued, redeemed and restored. There is no greater feeling than to be used by God to make a spiritual difference in someone else's life. There's no greater feeling. You go to bed that night thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. That you would invite me into the journey to make someone else's journey. To see someone else set unto freedom. To see someone else receive hope. To see someone else see healing and restoration. That you would speak and and pour through me your love to someone else. Oh my gosh. Come on. Who can can relate with a moment like that where God's used you to make a spiritual difference in someone else's life? Honestly, there's nothing greater. The purpose is about Jesus and His family. Point number three, God is your ever-present cheerleader, counselor, and coach. It says that God Himself is right alongside to keep you steady and on track. Come on, He'll train you. He will equip you for your purpose to which He's called you to. He will prepare you like a prized fighter. Any MMA fans in the house? Conor McGregor fighting next week. I'm a bit of an MMA fan. I bet you right now he's in hardcore preparation. He's got trainers and nutritionists and all sorts of people around him to make sure that he is successful when he steps into the ring or the octagon, that he is prepared for the battle to be victorious. God wants to train you and equip you and prepare you for the call of God upon your life. You need to know he's your biggest supporter and your greatest fan it's true that God loves you but guess what, do you know that He also He likes you you know there's a difference I can tell I can tell my kids that I love them and I do love my kids but it's amazing when you see one of your kids doing something you just go man I like you what a difference what a difference Liking someone, it's like this desire, I want to be in your world. I actually enjoy your company. I want to hang out with you. I don't, know if, I don't know if I really agree with this statement, but I've heard it around church circles quite a bit, that we're called to love people. You don't necessarily have to like them, but you're called to love them. I don't know, has anyone heard that one? You don't necessarily like everybody, but you've got to love them. Love your enemies. You might not like your enemies, but you're called to love them. But you know what? It's pretty awesome when you actually like somebody. You actually want to be in their world. You want to text them. You want to get. You want to have a coffee with them. You look forward to seeing them. You know that God likes you. He chooses to. He wants to hang out with you. He wants to be in your world. Now I'm not trying to reduce God down to God as just a friend. He's holy. He's God. He's reverent and all. But he wants to come close and into your world to be personal. And he likes you. He's your, like I said, he's your greatest supporter, greatest encourager, greatest cheerleader. He's right there cheering you on. He never stops. We think that when we fall down, he stops cheering. He doesn't. He wipes it off and says, come on, let's go again. You've got this. Come on, he's close. I love that he says that he's right alongside you. Right alongside you. Do you know that today, my friend? That Jesus is right here with you right now. But here's the truth, in order for God to coach you, you need to show up. Coaching cannot happen without the student's cooperation. Counseling can't happen without your cooperation. Come on, can we say yes to the opportunities that stretch us? If I keep this Conor McGregor thing going, (laughs) He didn't just go from, hey, you know, I think it'd be a great thing to get into MMA to the championship belt. It didn't happen. It's no such thing as overnight success. If I relate it back to my glory days of doing ultra distance running, I didn't start by going, hey, you know what, it might be a cool idea, I'm not really a runner, but I might go and enter a 100K race. Didn't happen like that. It started with a really ugly 5K. Preach. I did a really ugly 5K yesterday. (laughs) I'm back to that. And then you push out, and then you push out, and you do a half marathon. And then you do, if you're nuts, you might do a full marathon. And then if you really got a screw loose, you might push on to crazier distances. But it's about building experiences where you can trust. It's about growing your faith to trust and that you can lean and believe in God has got you. Peter didn't just walk on water. The first day he met Jesus, he watched his Lord and Saviour walk on water. He was there to see, he was there to observe and then when he said, call me out, God says go, he went. But he was positioned to be a student and to learn. Let's position ourselves to say yes to God. Point for you, you are called into a spiritual adventure. <laughs> God who started you got you started on the spiritual adventure. You know that we're called called into an adventurous life. Any anyone seen the movie the Matrix? The blue pill, red pill opportunity. It's what's before us, right? We can live oblivious to the spiritual nature of what's going on around us and we can live for our own glory our own outcomes, our own satisfaction and our own happiness or we could take the pill <laughs> and go on a crazy adventure with God. The thing is is that we know if you see that movie that's never going to satisfy you. That life is never going to satisfy you. But the life that God's calling into you is crazy amazing. Hebrews 11.8 says this By an act of faith Abraham said yes to God's call to travel to an unknown place that would become his home man I can relate to this saying yes August the 3rd 2015 never given Wellington a single thought never never I was, we were happy in Fidianga been there 11 years raised our family there in an amazing church great job living on a beautiful property and I wake up the morning of August the 4th and everything changes have a vision of this mountaintop sitting there on a rock with Jesus and we're overlooking a city Jesus stands up and hands me the keys a set of keys and says I'm giving you the keys to the city come on let's go we head down and the rest is history. That mountain was Mount Kaukau. Never been there before in my life. Didn't even know it existed. But I found out that that's where, that's, that, that was the view. We, the next month, went up Mount Kaukau and there's the rock, one rock. The rock that I saw in my vision. Pretty crazy moment. But then we had to activate faith and make a call. Are we going to follow the call of God? God's position us right now He's saying, "I'm calling you to this. Will you take a step, Abraham? I'm calling you to travel to an unknown place. Will you take a step? Will you say yes?" I'm so glad we said yes. I'm so glad in that moment we said yes. What an adventure it's been! I mean, we're only just getting started, man. We're in this for the long haul. This ain't no this ain't no sprint. This is a marathon. But we believe that God's called us to reach this city. Us, to reach this city. He's called us to make a difference. That it's our turn, it's our time. We have the baton, God's called us, and we're gonna make a difference. And we're gonna bring the love and the light and the purpose of God to Wellington, to Lower Hutt, to Porirua, to Kilburnie and beyond this city. We're going to see churches planted and sent. Church plants are sent all around this country and all around this nation. Because God said it's going to happen. I believe Him. And if, I'm just going to keep saying yes. Are so you going to keep saying yes with me? Yes, God. It's a spiritual adventure. Yesterday, we were having a catch up with some church family. And I was in jean shorts, man. I was in jean shorts. And we just decided, why don't we, because we were in Days Bay and he lived in York Bay, why don't we go up the ridgeline and along and down into York Bay? That like a spontaneous adventure. Who loves spontaneous adventure? It was awesome, not planned. I ain't wearing the right gear. I feel a little bit unfit. The guy I'm with is like a rabbit. He's as fast as. And But here we go off on the spontaneous adventure. And I love it. God's calling you into adventure. God's calling you into, you know, oh my gosh, I'm standing on the edge of a cliff. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Will you catch me? And I'm living and I'm breathing and I'm living in a place of faith and is exciting. And all it takes is for us to say yes. Just to say yes. He wants you to come on a great adventure. Are you living by faith? When was the last time you were in a place of saying yes to God and obedience and it was scary? I love Moira's testimony of God saying, hey, I want you to pay for that person's groceries. And she's like, okay, I've just heard your voice. Now I've got to do so. I've got to activate faith. It's going to cost me something. Isn't it crazy? It doesn't often look very convenient. But Moira, do you regret it? No, are you so glad that God said, you're my girl, I want to use you right now. Are you so glad that you heard his voice and that you said yes? I'm so glad that we said yes to being here. And my last point is this, God will never give up on you, never. God will never give up on you, never. And you can play that track, Chris. Thanks, man. He will never give up on you. (laughs) So important that we know that we can't blow it with God. So important that we know you cannot blow it with God. You cannot wreck it beyond repair. If you can't repair it, He's not God. And I've got good news to tell you today. He is God. And He's the greatest fixer-upper the greatest restorer, the greatest redeemer. You might feel like your life is like some old car that's been left on the yard and grass has grown up around it and rust is sitting in. The engine doesn't turn over anymore. You might feel like a shell. We have uh, my brother-in-law who restores cars and I'll drive past that and think that's no that's got no hope people might have driven past your life and thought you've got no hope it's wrecked but my brother-in-law he sees the diamond in the rough with motor vehicles he sees the potential he understands the process and he knows how to take it from the scrap heap to the display, to where you're driving down beach hop in Fongamata in this car that was once beat up, once on the, on, the, on, the, on the yard growing with grass around it, now it's restored, now it's driving down beach hop and people are taking photos of that car going, oh my gosh, check that car out. And they don't even know the history. They don't even know what it used to be. Come on, God is the God who restores. God is the God that takes you from the rust heap to, to the beach top. He's the God that will take your life and restore it. He will never give up on you. Never. Never. Can I just tell you that your life changes with a three-letter word, yes. Your life changes when you are empowered to say yes to Him. You don't have to figure everything out. God already knows. Isn't this amazing? We can trust in Him. But Steve, you don't know my struggle. You know my battles. I don't. But I know my God. And if we can redeem my life, man, I want to get. Per- I want to get personal. Addicted to pornography. Ruin a marriage. The face in church. Broken in the inside. The performing beer in the circus, just trying to be good enough. Am I speaking to anyone today? God redeemed it. And He healed me. And if he can heal me, he can heal you. And if I could be standing here with a microphone, with a pastor, a title, whatever, I mean, I'm not belittling it, but like, if God can place me in a place to have an influence on your life, what can he do with you? What's on the other side of you saying yes to him? What have you got to lose? You might think that I'm talking to the person that doesn't know Jesus, but I'm talking to all of us. There is a level of hiding that we all do, that we trust Him just enough to not really push hard for what He's called us for, what He's called us into. And I want you to abandon yourself and get out of the boat and take on this adventure that He's called you into. What has He called you into?